Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We're a drinking podcast with a comic book problem. Shake the shit out of it. Did I miss something? Mm-hmm. What parallel universe did I jump into that this is that like, I just don't, I don't, it's, it's just too much. Anyway, let's talk about serial killers. Cause that's, okay. actually, hey, cause that's did you fun. hear yeah. what Eddie hey. did? Fun. <laughs> yeah, what did, did Eddie, Eddie Gain do? Gain? See, but did I, I read it. Eddie I read it like, I'll hear what Eddie Gain done. Yeah. That's kind of how I always read the title. <sighs> Which it is uh, very specifically. Did you hear? Or did you hear what Eddie Gein done? Not did. They very much are getting in that. <clears throat> it's also interesting that they call him Eddie and not Ed, where like all of the other stuff is, is known as Ed, but like this is, is Eddie. Is Ed he's Gein, like Ed Gein, Ed Gein. Yeah, right. I've seen some things about Ed Gein, and this is uh, Eddie Gein. Yeah, is mm. is in a is in an egg suit. <laughs> Sugar in sugar. Water. More, water. more. That's right. Um, wow, that's a deep cut that we all jumped on real fast. Oh, come on. Everyone way. knows Men in Black. <laughs> Men in Black is not that. Yes, but also, just give props where props are due. To Vincent D'Onofrio? Uh, yes. Because <laughs> yes. you got to, you, I mean, honestly, he yeah. was, I, I mean, I know everyone loves Will perfect. Smith and everything, yeah. but like, he was the highlight of that fucking the movie. The physicality that he does is impressive. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I've been loved watching Criminal Intent with him. I like I like Vincent D'Onofrio. He was also in uh mm-hmm. Mystic Pizza. I've not oh. seen that. I haven't seen that movie uh, it's in not years, a very but good is it Julie and it's it's uh, decent pizza though. It's Julia Julia Roberts. It's like Julia one Roberts, of her yeah. first films. Ah yeah. uh, no, it is not good pizza. Okay. When was the last time uh, you oh, had Mystic oh, Pizza? Uh oh, no. 15 years. I, this is it's this is years. me, and here's the thing. Everyone talks about New York pizza, and everyone goes on and on and on about New York pizza, New York pizza. In reality, the best pizza is New Haven pizza, and you can fight me on it. It's fine. You're wrong if you don't think, if you don't agree with me. But when you have really good pizza in the state of Connecticut, and then you go to Mystic, and they're like, oh, here you go. And it's like, yeah. there's, it's a whole thing. There's, when you go to Mystic Pizza in Mystic, Connecticut, there's pictures of the movie everywhere yeah and when you watch the movie you it's it had like the location has not moved that's Mm -hmm. where they filmed it in mystic it's in mystic that's where it is and it is the most mediocre pizza i have ever had (laughs) and and that's not and again pizza it's like that whole saying that like yeah you know when pizza's bad it's still pretty good like yeah it's it's not like i've never had anything worse than it but it's just extremely mediocre and not worth the trip there are other things in Mystic, Connecticut, that are way better worth your money than going yeah, to there's Mystic a, Pizza. <laughs> there's like a Titanic museum or something like that there. Because like the well, it's so there was a navy base nearby, and the sub uh, thing that first discovered the Titanic is docked there. Um, well, Groton, Connecticut, which is right next yes. door, is the sub base is like yeah. the largest sub base in the world or something. Yeah. It's like insane, which is hilarious because then you that's basically all Groton is is yeah, it's navy. A, it's navy. Like, yeah. There's nothing else. There's nothing else in Groton. It's yeah. kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, but that's where I went. It's like right around where I spent a lot of my adolescence. 
in Connecticut. So what's the best pizza joint in New Haven? Uh, My favorite is Sally's, although most people would say Frank Pepe's. Um, Pepe's and Sally's are rivals. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you you find anybody that says modern, they're also wrong. Um, But if you go to, if you go to (laughs) Connecticut and you go to New Haven, go to Pepe's, it's like the place to go. And if there's too long of a line, like right down the street is Sally's and it's the same family. There was Mm. just like a falling out. And so Mm. now it's like, you have to choose a side um so it's basically the same pizza but uh sally's ovens are a little bit younger than Mm. pepe's so the crust the bottom of the crust isn't as burnt um but both of them are really good uh so yeah and there's a there's frank pepe's all over now uh when Mm. aaron when sasquatch came out to connecticut (laughs) with me last year we went to we got pepe's and he was like and they cut it all funky and everything like don't i apologize for that but um, (laughs) Uh, he was like, I'm like, what do you think? And he goes, it's actually really good pizza. So I will say the best pizza I've ever had in my life. And sadly the place closed. It was uh, in my hometown. It was a place called Giavalone's. And it was like, they opened it up in like this abandoned strip mall behind a sizzler. So of course everyone goes to the sizzler Uh to this day. Little like Italian immigrant family owned it. The best pizza in the world because of the sauce. Yeah. And it closed because no one went there. I have literally spent 30 years of my life trying to recreate that sauce. Mm-hmm. And I can't. I don't, I don't know what it was. It wasn't just roasted garlic. I've tried that. I've roasted my own garlic. To this day, the best pizza I've ever I, I could literally eat a whole pizza myself. And I don't eat that much. It just, it was that good. And then they closed and they reopened. I think the family had a falling out. Like mm-hmm. that one did Lena. It was under like mama's Italian kitchen. Mm-hmm. Same owners, quote unquote. And that was good. Don't get me wrong. But it was like, it just, the was the secret recipe for the sauce was not there. Yeah. So if I can ever find it, I will sell it and make a million dollars because that stuff is amazing. But yeah, Giavaloni's hole in the wall place, best pizza in the world. Yeah, I'm convinced I have not had pizza sauce as good as Connecticut on the West Coast. And I'm not yeah. 100% sure what the difference is. I feel like there's a There's sweetness. more Italians. Well, th- that too, yes. But I'm saying I think there's more sweetness in the um in the, the uh, pizza sauce out there. Like I feel like there's almost like brown sugar in it or something. Mm-hmm. Um, no? You just cook it longer. You That is the, the thing, and I, I think I've made sauce for you before, Brian, but um, my my grandmother, my dad's mom, and my mother, um, who uses her recipe, which is funny, um, that mm-hmm. she doesn't use her own parents' recipe, but she they, we just cook it forever. Mm-hmm. And oh, it's okay. thick, and it's yummy, and it's perfect. Now, my grandmother used to put a little bit of sugar, like a pinch. But you sugar. need to, because it cuts to the acidity of the tomatoes. Like, it's a tiny bit, not like, here's a quarter cup. It's like, yeah, no, like, like it's literally... Like the- like a little it's like a little pinch and that's it it's like the sprinkle um, glitter kind of thing like that, that yeah mean. yeah but she so that but yeah it's just you just cook it forever and then mm. it's just a tiny tiny pinch sugar and that's it but um yeah i i there i'm lucky there is a place here in Colorado, in Denver, if you are ever in Denver, any of you lovely people I'm talking to right now or anybody listening, um, there's a place in downtown called Slice Works. And um, that is a one of the people that used to work at one of the pizza places I used to go to in Connecticut called Ileano's. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to Ileano's. You've taken me. <laughs> Ileano's is one of my favorite places. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all over the state of Connecticut, but the best ones in the slime. And one of the guys that worked in that one moved out to Denver and ended up starting a pizza place uh, out here. There's two locations in Denver, uh, one on Colfax, one on 17th and Blake. And, um, 
I, I walked in and I didn't think anything of it. And I was like, oh my God, this pizza is so good. And has like all the stuff that I love and didn't think anything of it. And then I had friends from Connecticut come in and somebody had said when they handed her one of those little tiny slices that they give you while you're waiting. And she's like, oh, this is just like Ileana's back home. Mm-hmm. And the guy behind the counter went, what did you say? And she was like, oh, it's a pizza place from where we're from. And he goes, yeah, but what did you call it? And she goes, Ileana's. And he goes, that's where the owner started working. <laughs> and we were like, what? And she, he had a picture of the owner behind him with all the guys from Ileana's. And we're going, oh. holy shit. <laughs> I'm like, no wonder I love this place. It's so good. <laughs> So they have dispersed out, but New Haven Pizza, Connecticut Pizza is actually some of the best um, that I've ever had. And and, uh, and I'm not a big fan of deep dish. This is all like thin crust, real Foldable. pizza, not casserole. <laughs> so. so one last pizza story then we can go. So I remember I was when I was in uh, California last time with Clark, I was trying to take him to like the places I like. And we didn't go to Bonsai Sushi, which is the first place I ever mm-hmm. had sushi because uh, we just got too busy. But my favorite, favorite, favorite pizza pizza place aside from Javelonis was called Graziano's and I'll never forget it because they ended up moving but when I was a kid it was like in the strip mall and you go inside and it's like just brick everywhere it was like you were underground almost and we would always go there for my birthday so it's all brick and in the back they had the little arcade they actually had Donkey Kong in an arcade machine which I didn't realize was a thing because I was Nintendo kid so mm-hmm. I didn't know it was actually an arcade machine to begin with and they would uh you'd order because this is before free refills you order pictures of Orange Bang of course and so you get that and they had like their somehow they had like the 20 inch TVs the wall and i'll never forget it was amazing pizza by the way like fantastic pizza uh it was one of my birthdays one year and it was the year that i the jaws was on tv jaws i remember this very specifically jaws was on tv we're at a booth and i opened up my gifts and i got a little like thing of the ghostbusters gack like the oh yeah from slimer, and there's a slimer inside of it <laughs> yep and then my last gift was super mario brothers 2 nice. and that was like it had just come out and that was like, the biggest thing in the world and i lost my shit with the slime in one hand mario brothers in the other and i look up and it's the scene in Jaws where the Jaws eats the dude and mm-hmm. he has all the blood come out of his mouth and I screamed. So I don't know if I was, I was excited or because there was blood coming out of his mouth. But remember, <laughs> I, that's a very distinct memory I have <laughs> in my head of being at Graziano's when I was like probably seven or eight years old. Yeah, I have other stories about childhood things, but we're going to move on. Uh, so did you hear about what Eddie, or did you hear what Eddie Gein done? Um, yeah, story of Ed Gein, whose name is in the title, uh, famous uh, serial killer who um, is the basis for many Many, many but was fictional. he though? What was, was he the basis he for, for uh... a serial killer? Well, Let's, we'll talk about that later. That's, that's yeah. actually a, a good discussion. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but the basis for uh, you know the movie Psycho and uh, the killer Buffalo Bill in um, Sounds of the Lambs, and uh, also a song by Blind Melon called uh, Lamp, I think, or something like that. I have to look it up. There's basically a song about turning human flesh into a lamp. Um, Is it really? Anyway, yeah. I'll, I'll by Blind it. Melon? Oh, yeah. It's called Lampshade. Is it Lampshade? I don't know. I'll I find it. Know. But uh, while I'm looking for that. Adam, what is our cocktail for this week? Uh, so our cocktail this week is called the face mask. Now, most of the time when I make these, I find these drinks or make them up, like I would try it. This one I'm hesitant on, maybe because it's, I don't know. Uh, you're going to take an ice filled shaker, add one ounce of vodka, a half ounce of white creme de cacao, one ounce of grape juice. You shake the shit out of it and you strain into a chilled martini glass. Awesome. I'm not uh, sure I feel about that, but that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Mr. Todd, what is your drinking game rule for this week? Mother's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, every time you're reading this book and you're going, I need to call my mom and let her know I love her. Okay. You should take a drink because cool. that was one bad mom. Mm. Did you say she's bad, one bad mother? Oh, jeez. <laughs> you did. No. I didn't. Lana, what's your you. drinking game rule? Uh, whore. Oh, whore. Uh, anytime whore. Ed or any, any, or, oh God, what the hell's his mother's name? Uh, this is Mrs. Bitch. Yeah, Augusta. Anytime Ed or Augusta talk about the sinful ways of women and how horrible sex is and how, you know, slutty and whorish and whatever anyone is, take a drink. Um, It's not a ton, but it's definitely biting when they say it. So yes. get ready. Okay, uh, Mr. Adam. Uh, I'm not a witch. I'm your wife. Every time someone calls Ed Gein a liar. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, that one actually I came up with while we were on our break because I was trying to think of another one. It didn't make sense. So, <laughs> okay. Um, mine is going to be, <clears throat> I am like dry as hell today. <clears throat> uh, I am going to, uh, to do a uh, uh, flashback every time they flash to the police um, scenes of the police discovering what was going on in the house. And then they flash back and forth all the time. So small sips on that as well. But mm-hmm. so Adam, you started with the question of was he a serial killer? Do you want to go first? Well, I, I think the, the big question about that is because there's, well, first of all, there's no question that they found a uh, funny house of horrors i guess yeah. you'd say in his house uh and everyone's like oh he must have murdered all these people which goes back to my drink of uh, drinking game of a mm-hmm. oh, liar because they found faces they found heads they found skin suits they found all kinds of horrible things so like oh he must have killed this person killed this person i mean when it comes down to it he killed two people true he killed two people so does that well, make confirmed. him a serious well confirmed yeah. but and, and, and you one could also argue did he even realize he did it because there's a lot going on later on when they're interviewing him what they even said very specifically because of kind of how small-minded how uh you know we can use the word this way his that his mental facilities were kind of retarded in the sense that they weren't fully adjusted and fully grown that you know he didn't know if he did it or not and he, the only reason why he said very he said like oh like well you confessed he's like well i said it because they wanted me to and i kind of answered what i had to do so there's a question of did he actually ever really know what he did uh, and he wavered back and forth on that whether he did or didn't and i obviously we're all pretty sure he did mm-hmm. but we, we talk about a serial killer and like <laughs> it's like how many is a few is it two or is it three like how many is a serial killer is it two is it three is it five i mean i think it also comes down to the 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 mode and the um uh motivation behind it i think is part of what defines serial killer as well being someone who's listened to way too many true crime podcasts and Mm. lana's nodding her head so i think she's agreeing with me on that yeah yeah so that very well could be and and i haven't I've dug into the true crime stuff as far as like, I, I don't listen to the podcast, but I do enjoy uh, like one of the ones I'm watching right now on Netflix is crime scene or something like that, where they interview the people who are involved. And the one I'm watching right now is because I'm in the middle, almost done with the green river killer, which we're doing next week. It's about mm-hmm. the green river killer. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like, I thought it'd be fun to compare and contrast because the person in that book is actually in the show. And we'll, we'll talk about it next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, this, this month is true crime month, but do we really think that he's a serial killer? And, and you guys probably could be more, more of an expert on that than i am but uh yeah so that, that that was the question was like yeah he did some really creepy and gross things like he made skin suits and he was so obsessed with how his mother felt about men and to the point where he many many times thought about cutting his penis off so he could be mm-hmm. a woman <clears throat> made a woman suit made woman mass uh could never even have sex with a woman uh even though he, he said he's like he came close to like he had fallen in love or thought he did and this and that and who knows if it even happened it could have all just been in his head um but it's 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 not too it's not too absurd to see where this the the, uh the inspiration for psycho came from because i mean the reading this felt like i was reading psycho the book yeah um but yeah so 
I, I don't know if I would can classify him as a serial killer. I would classify him as very obviously someone fucked up in the head uh, with huge Oedipus issues, which is brought up again and again in this book. But I, I don't know if I'd call him a serial killer per se. Okay. First, I will I will argue that in a second. But before I get to that, um, mm-hmm. I actually there's a book that I read a long time ago about the making of the film Psycho. Mm-hmm. And they talk about the writing of the book. And it's what Blotch, I think, is the name of the writer who wrote the book. And he had basically read the first like news clipping to come out about Ed Gein and then just started writing his book from there without doing any really further research. He was just sort of inspired by what he saw in that one news article and wrote all the stuff. And then he later went back and like researched the actual story and was a little horrified at weird um like uh similarities between things of like the names of the first victims were like the same, like it was just some weird stuff that he put in the book mm-hmm. that was the same as Ed Gein. Um I think regardless of body count, I would say that Ed Gein is a serial killer because even if he w- didn't have the body count at that point in time, he was at a place um and was operating under a mode because basically he was looking for materials for his crafts and he had been you know digging up bodies or whatever he was now at a point in time in his process where he was actually going to be killing people to get his um his uh his uh his um material for his crafts if he hadn't have gotten caught which he got caught on accident so he had a method of keeping himself hidden and you know had a, a mode of why he was doing it if he hadn't have been caught there he would have continued on and so i think mentally he was a serial killer and that's mm. where he was going i think that just regardless of a body count i think he can be classified as a serial killer so okay that makes um, sense lana what, what's your thoughts on this as the as the pseudo true crime expert with us uh, sure. i love this shit okay so um <laughs> yes i think ed Gein is a serial killer serial killers tend to have um some kind of ritualistic care you know kind of behavior pattern that goes along with their killings so it's not just like because you could you can't i guess you could kind of call like a spree killer a serial killer but their thing is more just killing as many people as they can mm-hmm. whereas serial killers tend to have a more um there's something else that goes along with it there's something yeah. like i said mm-hmm. ritualistic that tends to happen when you when when the killing happens that there's there's something behind it so um that's why and he got caught on a second one because uh just by accident as brian yeah. said but um had he not gotten caught by accident he I, he would have kept doing yeah. it so they just they caught him in the middle of the escalation period for him yeah um his mother is a yeah. I can't. Okay, so I know last week I talked about last podcast because that's where mm-hmm. I, you know, listened to a vast majority of my true crime stuff. And um, obviously, their one of their taglines is "Hail Gein. And um, so they did a whole thing on Gein. And every time I saw Augusta in this book, all mm-hmm. I heard was Henry's voice uh-huh. of Augusta. Yeah. Um, where it was like, you know, you only, you know, it's only, you're only someone that a mother could love and all this kind of crap. And Uh I was just like, God, how fucking horrible do you have to be? To be like, look at your son. And the fact that like every woman was a whore, everybody was like, she didn't, she like had her kids praying for her, her husband to die Mm -hmm. and like everything just like, holy shit. And well, and also how creepy the fact that you heard your son masturbating and told him it'd be better to do that than fuck a real woman yeah oh god i just can't and it you want to talk about like he had looked at when he realized that the whole thing about the um first transgender like 
um, mm-hmm. reassignment surgery and everything. Mm-hmm. And he was, and then he was like, I, he tried to do it so many times himself. And it's like, mm-hmm. Oh God, like mm-hmm. just to be totally. And the fact that like the older brother mm-hmm. realized what a nutcase his mother was. And then all of a sudden he ends up dead. And it's like, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to get out of here. Dang. You're going to die. But, yeah. yeah. It's better. You're dead than gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's just we it's just so weird and does the brother count as three then yeah yeah I mean, maybe. well kinda that was more of a there was a means to an end where for it like a it, what there was no ritualistic kind mm-hmm. of thing sure. to it um, whereas all the other victims and all the other women he dug up like he dug up were all um, very much motherly looking and mm-hmm. a certain age and sure. a certain build and he a made certain him a, everything he, he made him a mother suit mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so couple things Brian and the song by Blind Melon is called, called Skin. Yep, I found it while we were talking. Uh, I think it's funny that last week and this week we're talking about two serial killers from Wisconsin. Yes. Um, well, I mean, what else is there to do there? So Nothing. You, I there's mean, a really weird documentary that I watched a long time ago called Wisconsin Death Trip. Has anybody ever heard of this? That's no. the name of an album. It's, an, it's the name of an X. album by no, it's um, uh, Static X. I said uh, Static X. Oh, I thought you said Seven Dust. Sorry, yes, you were right. Se- Static X. I have apologize on that. Um, no, but uh, it's this weird documentary. I guess they wrote a book about it as well. Um, and I think you can find it on YouTube. I haven't been able to find it anywhere else. But literally it's like a year in this small town of Wisconsin. And it, it goes through all the news articles from like that year or maybe five year period. And just the weird shit that happens. Like there's this woman who keeps showing up and smashing windows. And then she gets like arrested and kicked out of town. And then like a few months later, she'll show back up and do it again. And like, it's just like, and like I saw like a post thing interview with the guy who made the movie. And they're like, they're asking like do you think this town is cursed he goes no, i don't think this town is cursed i think that a different things just ended up in the newspaper when it's a smaller newspaper and more local things it's like i think all this kind of stuff happens all the time in all these different towns this was just the way that it was covered um and also you know b it's like it's wisconsin weird shit happened but um yeah it is there's some it is very interesting that it is very midwest and yeah, all yes. that well, well and wisconsin, a lot of you make cheese or you kill people that's about where you go so yeah. i mean well, the uh alcohol drink horchata yeah comes from wisconsin i think they're also really for Malort. Haven't we talked shit on Malort before? That, that's the only thing worth talking about, Malort. Horchata <laughs> is a Mexican. Rumchata. Oh, Rumchata. Rum uh, I was like, Horchata is a Mexican drink. Because Rumchata is Rumchata is Clark's yeah. favorite drink. And then during the holidays, they do peppermint bark Rumchata, which is actually uh, delicious. And then they have a, like a Rumchata Limon. Mm-hmm. It's Rumchata. That's where, I, yeah. There's something but, yeah. if you mix it with, with Rumchata with something else that tastes like a root beer float. I don't remember what it is. It might no, be rum chot is a Wisconsin thing. So, mm. I mean, if you're in an ice house, fish I house, I didn't know or that. I do love rum chata in my hot chocolate. Um, <laughs> Try so, the peppermint bark. It's like peppermint hot chocolate. I don't like peppermint. Ew. Oh, well, never mind. I, I'm not a peppermint person. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't Todd, you did that to yeah. yourself. That's true. I'm still not. I mean, I know. Yes, I'm broken. It was it was self-inflicted, but I'm still not a mint person. Yeah. I can't do it. Um, so yeah, I thought that was interesting that we've we started off this month with with um our men from Wisconsin. Um mm-hmm. and uh and Harold Schechter did write uh another book, Deviant is the yes. name of the book on mm-hmm. Edgeen. So um this yeah it so highlight of all the things um uh-huh. i it's just it's <laughs> Again, 
We talked about it last week with Dahmer. He just needed uh-huh. someone to give a shit. Mm-hmm. Then you have Ed Gein, which was just abused to mm-hmm. the point of pain and had no idea because he yeah. just grew up that way. As soon mm-hmm. as as soon as the the doctor or nurse said that she had that Augusta had a boy, mm-hmm. another boy, that was it. She just like that mm-hmm. he 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 came into the world mm-hmm. being abused, and so there was you knew he was going to end up being some kind of weirdo. Mm-hmm. Maybe not a serial killer, but definitely a weirdo. Um, and I think it's really interesting that the he was so outlandish and all the things that he did with his skin suits and mm-hmm. and everything that Psycho mm-hmm. is the big one that they talk about. But when I was looking stuff up and I have my list here um, and Brian, this is for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Uh, was adapted in, you know, his his story was adapted into many films, one of which being House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, he's actually Fuck referenced in there too in the, um, A, I love that movie, Shut Your Mouth. Um, but uh, also, uh, when they do the murder ride, they show him up, uh, he shows up there as well. Um, he's yeah. also the basis for Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which we haven't mentioned yep. yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, so he's Norman Bates. I've been to that house. Oh, really? That's face. Cool. Yeah. From Texas Chainsaw, Ma- uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Buffalo Bill, and Silence of the Lambs. And apparently he shows up in as a, a version of a character, Dr. Oliver Threston, uh, Threston, Threston, I don't know how you say this name, mm-hmm. um, on American Horror Story Asylum, which I oh, yeah, that, don't I, remember I, watching Asylum. I watched some. It's the second season. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't watch Asylum. I watched the first season and I watched... Freak show. The odd number that, of seasons. Freak show's the ones. worst season. Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, freak show's terrible. And, and I, there was something else. Um, uh, Coven, I think was the. Coven's other not one. bad. Coven, I like yeah, Coven. Coven was yeah. when I started number. getting into yeah. it. Yeah. I had to stop with um cults because it cult was a little the, too real and a little. I weird. couldn't. Well, and that was the whole thing. I was like, I can't deal with the whole yeah. Trump thing, and the yeah. clowns freaked me the fuck out. So yeah. sure. that was where I was kind of like. Mm. The like first half of Double Feature of the last season is good. Um, I haven't watched the second half, oddly enough, because it, it's basically they did like two six episode stories. Um, and the first half is is good. I would recommend it, Lana. I think you actually might like it. It's basically um, they develop a pill that will give you all the talent you ever wanted, um, but you basically have to keep drinking blood like a vampire. Or if you are not naturally inclined to be talented, it will basically turn you into a mindless sort of zombie who needs blood <laughs> stuff like that. It's it's interesting. Um, yeah. And you're right, Adam. It is. It's all. All the like odd the, the odd seasons because yeah. murder how i watched that one asylum i was like okay i really uh, like uh, too I watched Coven. I liked Hotel. Um, and that was weird. But Roanoke, I didn't I didn't watch. Cult, I tried. And I was like, it just freaked me the fuck out. So, and that was kind of when I stopped with my American Horse Yeah, and see, I, Roanoke, I liked as well. They were so way off topic. But um, I didn't particularly like Apocalypse. I um, like Apocalypse, actually. I just, Apocalypse, I just was like, I don't know. It, I didn't find it necessary. But then I have like double feature. But Well, speaking of, um, because yeah. we, we're, we're on the whole topic of serial killers and we've talked about American yeah. Horror Story um, if you want something really interesting to watch it's on Netflix American Crime Story um, about the murder of Gianni Versace mm-hmm. um, Andrew Cunanan he's a 
basket case. Um, <laughs> and Darren Chris plays mm-hmm. him in the, the miniseries was yeah. really, really good in it. Yeah. Um, I am not the biggest Darren Chris fan, but I thought he was really good in, in that. Um, so something else to keep in mind. I know the first one was OJ and the one Which I, I can't. The first one, I the did. One I, I liked loved. the first one. So um, I can't watch the one on Monica Lewinsky. I just have makes started me it. Angry. Yeah, I've just started it, and I um, I haven't gotten very far into it because it I makes just... me really angry because yeah. she was just shit on for so long. But do you the... see the interview with with her on uh, with the John Oliver? Mm-hmm. That that was pretty awesome. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Back to Ed Gein. So, <laughs> so he has been the inspiration for so many things, and you. You definitely see it in this book when they're showing mm-hmm. him put mm-hmm. putting this the like the suits on and everything. Like as soon as I saw it, I was like, I know we're talking about Norman Bates because he's like mm-hmm. dressing up like his mother and kept her in the house yeah. and everything. But like mm-hmm. this is totally Buffalo Bill. Like yeah. all I kept yeah. hearing was put the lotion, lotion on, on the skin. Yeah. And yeah. She gets the hose again. Where she gets the hose again. So it's like all that's all I kept hearing that fucking little dog barking. And, and like mm-hmm. I that was all. I kept seeing and I was like yeah it's just I think the reason that Ed is so crazy the reason he's so intriguing for so many people is he is just I mean he was grave robbing and Mm -hmm. he tried a lot of times to dig up his own mother but he Mm -hmm. couldn't because the cement vault the cement Mm -hmm. vault she he couldn't get through it and so he tried so and he even i think he even admitted he tried several mm-hmm. times and he just mm-hmm. he was never successful but it's those pieces where you're like he took these women out of their graves he w- and and i did like the one part in this book where they were like he was going through the obituaries like lonely mm-hmm. men go through the personals and um. it's like it's freaking true and it's mm-hmm. so yeah. weird like it is, he's like going through and he's circling them. And mm-hmm. then he goes and he finds them and he digs them up, brings them home. And it is interesting. Some things that he like would admit to, and then he would take it back. And then he'd admit, he'd say like, well, I kind of did. And then, it, and then he didn't. And then he mm-hmm. kind of did. And, um, and then when he finally went through trial years after he had been in the um, hospital and the mental institution, he like, they, showed him photos and he started freaking he started like oogling them and it's like oh Mm -hmm. god i can't even imagine being in that courtroom and seeing him get all like excited and it's like well there was a bench there they couldn't see it so well Mm -hmm. thank god for that but like table lifted up yeah But it's, it's one of those things where it's like you, there is something that's very interesting when you look at um, Jeffrey Dahmer and Ed Gein, which you see it from the beginning Mm -hmm. that they're going to be fucked up. You don't expect it to be murder per se or grave robbing, body snatching, whatever you want to call with, with, um, with Ed Gein. But like, you knew, you saw from the beginning, there was no love in their life Mm -hmm. beforehand. Mm -hmm. There was no Mm -hmm. Affection. There was not, it was all neglect and abuse and anger and resentment and everything that came along with it. So you, you saw from the very beginning that they were going to be not well-adjusted human beings. <laughs> and um, I'm interested to see if the other, you know, uh, there are a lot of other serial killers that you don't have that, um, mm-hmm. that, that backstory, backstory where it's yeah. this mm-hmm. intense from the mm-hmm 
very beginning where it's like, yeah, there was no saving him. Like this was the, the only way to save him was as soon as he was born is to just like give him to someone else. Yeah. Like there was no saving him. Augusta was just horrible. Well, and so what was her upbringing like for her to be the way that she was I she got she was she got still spanked and she liked it well i think i think i think there was a little bit of that i think there was a little bit of uh, wasn't she like a jilted woman didn't she like not get the attention from men she wanted um i don't know okay i'm I gonna 100 she this was out. very resentful of her husband yeah uh-huh but she was just a really like tough Tyrant. woman yeah well, if you yeah. think about it too back at the time you know woman could well I, maybe because it was like 1919 or something like that like women couldn't vote back then yeah when it mm-hmm. started so the fact of the matter is if you were a woman who was assertive at all it was all or nothing like you either had to be a hard-ass tough bitch mm-hmm. like took life by the bo- the horns and just like mm-hmm. wrestled to the ground or you were a nobody yeah. so it almost looks like with her is that she chose the extreme as far as like well i'm gonna do this fuck you and you know you're and it, it, as much as it goes back to it does go back to a lot of really fundamentalist religion yeah about believing that a woman is bad because or a man's bad because i'm bad because I have to have sex to have a child and like you know it's the penis that's bad and it's all these things that have been drilled into your head so you combine all of that with the thought that well to even exist in life as a person I have to be I have to be that much out there and I have to be that person who's putting so much into it to where I have to be so assertive mm-hmm. it's kind of like a recipe for disaster yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I think also just comparing this week's and last week's is both of these stories are so theatrical I think that's part of the reason why they've captured people's attention so much mm-hmm. you know but uh, Mr. Todd your thoughts what's interesting here is um reading this when it was the first time going through it is the ed gein i have not watched anything um, about him specifically or sought that out but he is so um infamous before yeah. coming to him and with his infamy you're like and you know as you're going through it again it, he lives up to his infamy and yet at the same there and it's it gets a bit of a boogeyman quality to him he does have a boogeyman quality to him um at the beginning of it talking about the upbringing with they did know his dad was him pecked at best mm-hmm. his mother was a tyrant his brother was trying to get out of it and he's like no you can't go against mom mm-hmm. and then were the neighbor kids assholes to him they sure were yeah and that just proved mom was right and you're going through this and sometimes it's hard not to be saddened by the human race yeah there's a little bit of it's going through here of all the um, good things that can be it's balanced with all the shit mm-hmm. so as you're reading through this and you're like you know it feels like i'm digging through a barrel of sh- reading about the contents of the barrel of shit. Yeah. And, and you you can learn a lot of things from this and you can learn what not to be or not what to avoid, right? This is the examples of this is what I'm learning to avoid in many different ways and of actions, but it's it's so foreign. So, okay, here's so a horrible much. way of saying it, but this is for Go Lana's for benefit. When you say uh-huh. that you're looking through, you know, the all the uh, the shit of humanity and whatnot, I just keep right. thinking of like, it's like, well, yeah, you can learn a lot of things about uh, or like a lot about people through their shit that's why the scrubs mm-hmm. has a song everything comes down to poo mm-hmm. <laughs> i remember it that. does come down yeah. to poo. no but it's absolutely here and yeah you're looking at i mean this is a an expression of where society breaks down because individuals make up a society right and we all live in a society but it's the we caught them too late and there were signs of i think less so with this one than the last one of they were so isolated that it you know it's a deformation and isolation of a yeah. psyche and and interesting to be reading about it and it is incredibly sad 
of what that person, uh, I mean, everyone starts with potential and then what becomes of that potential is like who we are as people and this pathway and that potential of what this person became, it just, it's, it's disgusting and heartbreaking from every way you look at it. And it needs to be known to be avoided. Mm-hmm. I mean, in our society today, as we're talking about, oh, I don't want to, um, another graphic novel that's been in the news is Mouse. Mm-hmm. It's been banned books in Tennessee, I think. Yeah, go figure. And the reason why it was banned is it shows a naked mouse and the woman was naked and uh, it was anthropomorphized, but it's the uh, Holocaust. Um, someone's parent told him and he did a biography of what his father and went through in the Holocaust and he drew it a mouse and it's mm-hmm. amazing one. But And they couldn't eliminate it on the subject matter, but they said it's indecent because mm-hmm. you saw a naked mouse mother. Yeah. And they got a ban, but really it's like, we don't want to hear about our shortcomings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it is. Like, oh, why are we learning about our shortcomings? We should just learn about the good stuff. I don't want to hear about where we fall short on society. What good is that? That doesn't make me feel good. I don't want to hear that part. And so learning and going through this as a site, it's just as important of where we can fall short and examples of falling short and how bad it can go. I think it's also so an example of like certain uh, elements of culture pushed to the extreme. Like you have sure. sort of like an extreme, you know, zealot religiousness that ends up, you know, culminating in this woman who basically destroys her son and her son then who becomes a monster from that. You know what I mean? Right. She's an absolute zealot arming herself in the Bible, at least where it's showing here. And it's what's always so interesting with zealots of whatever it may be is the pick and choose. I'm going to pick, cherry pick Mm -hmm. what I like and Mm -hmm. ignore the other parts that don't agree with this. Mm -hmm. And that's just where I'm going to be as the cherry picking and not as a whole. It's like someone's like all Old Testament on that end. And yeah, it's the extremes. And the extremes is what's interesting, right? Most people's lives make very boring movies because it's not that the lives are boring, it's just it doesn't have that elevated level that others do. And this is an extreme elevated level of someone's life and the end of others. And it's, yeah, you just watch it and and you read it and you see documentaries about it and it's that gruesome car accident you slow down to see as you're driving by. Mm -hmm. And that's really what this is here. So it's important so we know what to avoid and what to go out and to be careful of. Yeah, That's where I'm at. Cool. Uh, Let's call it there. So Um, Mr. Adam, what is your grade? Uh, I'm going to go with an A. Uh, This one, it was very well done. It was sad. Like we, the the theme we've had so far and having pre-read part of next week's book, I know it doesn't, it it changes. Um, It was, I did enjoy the art better. In fact, it was funny, funny, haha. But like the whole time I was reading it, I couldn't help but think of of Mice and Men, the way they drew. Yeah, sure. Very much Mm -hmm. reminded me of that. Uh, And it was, again, it's a sad story. It's one of those like, hey, someone just reach out. Like this is like the Mm -hmm. fucked up extreme of a lot of things. And we didn't go into it and we won't go here, but also the whole, like, what an indictment of our legal system in the sense that we can deem someone insane when they committed these crimes. So we'll put them in a place to help them feel better and improve. And the moment they do, okay, now they're sane enough to stand trial for something that they weren't culpable for to begin with. So we're and also re- that's that also does this double-edged thing of claiming that prison is to rehabilitate people, right. but then in that situation it obviously is not. Anyway, that's a right. whole yeah. other different and, and a lot of people go to prison and become worse criminals afterwards, but what okay. an indictment sure. to say, like, 
we're going to help you be, get better and then you're going to come back and we're not going to charge you for the crime and in this case only be like no this guy's still batshit insane yeah but no I, I think it's a great book and it's highly recommended so cool. uh, Mr. Todd this is a good book when I talk about a little bit is I feel like this book much like the uh, Charlie Theron movie Monster mm-hmm. yes incredibly well done I don't want to read it again mm. I don't want to watch Monster again well yeah. neither do I so <laughs> but it's like how was it done oh that was masterfully well done oh do you want to read this again no I don't it's an A okay but ew yeah um <laughs> Lena what is your grade I gave it an A um I also like the art style that went along with this as well I think mm-hmm. it fit um the I love the fact that the both of both this week and last week were black and white mm-hmm. so it doesn't deter from the story that's being told and everything that's going on the grayscale I think really helps so yeah I really liked it cool. um I'm also gonna give it an A we didn't talk about a lot but um Eric Powell is definitely one of my favorite comic artists so um I literally I, I bought this because of his name originally and then it was like oh but it's Ed Gein which I find fascinating so um I was very happy to get into this but uh, yeah it's the writing is you know very well done I've listened to a couple interviews with uh, Eric Powell talking about like even the art to a certain extent was um researched very well and like uh Harold Schechter who's done so much research on the character would you know sit there and say oh yeah you can't really do that because that's not really that's not how this was laid out or that's not where things were so there's some interesting things that way as well that I'm sure there's a lot more detail on this that's accurate than we'd probably ever even scratch the surface of looking at but yeah cool um well it seems so weird to say cool at the end of these books but um it's cool that we're done talking about depressing things yes. so so next week's depressing thing that will make Lena very happy um is we're going to be reading about <laughs> the green river killer that's next week right i'm not crazy yes yes, yes. Yeah. um which uh is about the green river killer and uh, we'll find out. I'm I'm not 100 percent sure. I know which one the Green River Killer is. There's a lot of them that like he killed certain... people by the Green River. Duh. Yeah, I know. And I'm sure when I'll you remember. start reading it, Brian, it will it will I'll, trigger. I'll, I'll be like, oh yes, I've listened to this episode. I'm sure. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm yeah. Sure that's what's gonna happen? No, um, you have. I believe yeah. me. When you there's spins because it's one of those like it was unsolved for so long, and then right. they finally mm-hmm. found. Yeah. So right. it's it's actually a really interesting story. It's kind of along the same lines of like um, BTK. Yeah, mm-hmm. where they just go unsolved for so long, and then mm-hmm. they just happen to get. <laughs> They got lucky. Oh, here we end real fast thoughts so you can say goodbye. Okay. Uh, thanks all for joining us, and we will see you all later. Bye. Bye. Okay, I'll stop it now, and Todd, you'll be free to go. <laughs>